Welcome, welcome back to another great episode of the Only One Ravens Podcast. I'm your host, King Pope here. I got my co-host, JB, here. And uh, it's Cardinals week, JB. We got the Cardinals this week. Cardinals was one and six. Ravens five and two. So I think we need to get into this because um a lot of people are sleeping on the Cardinals, and I don't like that. I hate when people do that, and I just hope that the team don't do that because these are the type of games where you get beat. You don't sleepwalk, and you don't overlook these teams, and you don't sit there and say, oh, let's get get ready for Seattle next week. No, you got the Cardinals in front of you. You need to take care of business and get things going. So, JB, let's dive into this. Tell me what you look when you look at this matchup. Uh, tell me how you feel and, and where we want to start at on, on this matchup. Um, yeah, like I'm, I'm glad you mentioned and uh, you mentioned don't don't sleep on these guys. Yeah, they got a one and six record, um, but of course they without their starting quarterback Kyle Murray. Um, and as of today, there's no real timetable um, as to when he's returning. So that job will go to Joshua Dobbs, who is not a slouch. Um, at that quarterback position. Um, <clears throat> if, if you, um, compare his stats to Lamar Jackson, um, he's, he's kind of right there on par with what Lamar is doing. Um, he's, uh, he's 142 completed, complete, completed completions out of 229, um, almost 1400 yards, uh, passing six touchdowns, three interceptions. You compare that to a uh, Lamar Jackson, who everyone is saying is having an MVP season where, um, Lamar Jackson has also completed 142 um, passes out of 200, um, 1,600 yards, eight touchdowns, and three interceptions. So if we talk in, so if we want to put Lamar Jackson on that MVP um, course and, you know, talking about him MVP, Joshua Dobbs is kind of like right behind him. Um, the, the matchup that I'm interested in seeing, um, because I am a defensive guy, um, I'm I'm interested in seeing uh, Hollywood versus uh, Marlon Humphrey. I want to see how that go down. You know, I, I like both those guys. Um, <clears throat> I, I wish um, uh, Hollywood would eventually find his way back to um, to Baltimore. But um, the interviews that I was looking at recently, it doesn't look like, um, I think, Arizona Cardinals um, organization shut trade talks down. Um Involving Hollywood, um, I don't know if it was just this week because he is playing his former team, but um, I, I think it's going to be interesting and definitely not a team to be slept on, even with the one and um, six record. So yeah, um, go ahead. So I was reading something not too long ago. Uh, the head coach uh, for Cardinals, I think it's Gannon or whatever. He played yeah. possum. Because uh, they asked him if uh, Colin Murray will play. He was like, well, we'll see. Uh, you know, because he was a full participant, and they have taken him off the injury report. Uh, so they're trying to play a little possum with the situation. Yeah. I don't I don't necessarily foresee him playing, but if he does play, I mean, I'm not I'm not overlooking the situation. I mean, that's okay. He can play. I mean, I'll be honest with you, I'd rather play against Colin Murray anyway. I mean, that's your starting quarterback. That's who's supposed to play. So, I mean – Either way, it doesn't bother me if he plays or if he, if he doesn't. You know what I mean? But 
it's a games a gamesmanship, so they're gonna play possum with it. That's fine. I really don't care too much. Uh I mean the car is gonna do what they're gonna do. It's it's okay. Uh my biggest my biggest thing is or my biggest concern is is that I just don't want the Ravens to overlook this football team. Um, you come off of a, a big victory against the Detroit Lions. You dominate them um, because in the national media, all they talked about was Detroit last week. So they didn't give you no respect. They didn't right, talk about right. how good you were. You know what I mean? They talked right. about good about Detroit. So I, I take it that you guys came in practice and, and, and it was a chip on your shoulder and you were a little pissed off. So you came out and, you did what you did against Detroit. Okay, so guess what? I need you to take Keep that, that same energy. Exactly. Take the same attitude that you felt like last week, that you felt like you were disrespected, and go into Arizona and te- and do the same thing. I don't need uh, a lapse. I don't need, uh, oh, the time zone changed so we couldn't play. I'm not, listen, I'm tired of those type of excuses. I don't want them excuses no more. I need a consistent football team a consistent football team so that way we know exactly what we're going to get on sundays and we know exactly what you're going to do because right now you guys are inconsistent and 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 that's the biggest problem with this team at this moment is consistent. i need you know what i'm saying like that that shows the difference between a good football team and a bad football team mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying when it's consistent when you consistently do your jobs and everything does you consistently win games. Like, like just, let's just be honest with ourselves. You know what I'm saying? So I understood Lamar. He wasn't too happy last week about, you know, he, okay, we got a dub. That's fine. We took care of business, but look, let's keep, let's keep it going. You know what I mean? That's how his attitude was. And that's the same attitude that the players need to have. I get it. Yeah. You got a victory. You happy that you won the game. You got a 24 hour rule to celebrate, but guess what? Now it's time to lock right back yeah. in. Now it's on again. So you yeah, know what I'm he, he, yeah, you, 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 you hitting everything on, on, a, right on the head, uh, pause. But, um, you, 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 the word that you used was consistency. You know, if you, uh, true Ravens fan and you checking out, um, interviews and podcasts, um, other than this one, uh, then you, you know that everybody is, is talking about, Consistency, like that is the word. Um, Shannon Sharp and uh, um, punk ass Stephen A. You, you know, like um, <laughs> you know, Shannon Sharp had to go at him, take his head off real quick about you know, just you know, just SAS <laughs> says, you know, uh, just um, you know, he's he's inconsistent in on who he wants to pick. You know, it's crazy to me that the the week prior to us playing Detroit, he had Detroit at one. Um, I don't even think that he, we were in his top five, and then uh, for us to go out there and and bust their heads open, um, then he came back and said, "Oh well, uh, I, I don't believe in Lamar Jackson." Da da da, blah blah. And you know, Shannon had to check him real quick. Like, look, uh, Lamar is that dude, and he is on a. Um, he should be mentioned um, in the MVP conversation. But what Shannon and everyone else needs from um, 
Lamar Jackson is consistency, but, but not just at the quarterback position. We need consistency all around the board. You know, offensive line need to continue to block. You know, if if the, if the Ravens come out and use Ronnie Stanley the way that they used him last week, that would be a, a treat for fans to see, and and hopefully that will um, encourage um, Stanley to um, lock in for that game, even though you know he's gonna give you one or two penalties a game. Um, you, you, you want all those guys to lock in. I, I need a defensive line to lock in. Um, you know, and, and, and we'll talk about that. Uh, I need my secondary to, uh, to, to lock in because even though, um, our defense is playing lights out right now, uh, secondary and our linebackers, um, are, are playing excellent. We got to keep that word in mind. Consistent play from whistle to whistle. P, you and I were going um with texting back and forth um during the game Sunday and you know we were saying, you know, all right, it's good that they jumped out to uh, uh, a fourteen point lead or or then it wound up being like a twenty eight point lead or something like that. Uh twenty one point lead. Um but they, they, they got to stay on their next. We kept saying that they got to be consistent. Second half, you, you know how it is. The game is tied 0-0, and you got to go out there and do it all over again. So for me, that's my main concern is consistency with this team. We, we can't go out there and play like <laughs> play like Anthony Davis, you know what I mean, putting up 30 points one game and then dropping the dud the, uh, the, uh, the next game. We got to keep it consistent. Um, I said a few weeks ago, um, starting with uh, the London game, the Ravens needed to go on a five-game win streak. And we, we, we kind of uh, uh, um, more than, well, we, we halfway there now. Uh, Sunday, you know, we got an opportunity to put separation in between us and um, the the uh, Steelers and the, uh, not the Bengals, um, the Browns. Because the, the Steelers are still hanging around. The Browns are still hanging around. Now, I'm not saying that I, I fear those teams, um, but you like this is the point in the season where you want to start putting separation between you and the other guys in your division. Yeah, I um, as far as Stephen A. and Shannon, I, I don't watch them. Um, and the reason why I don't watch them. I don't either. And the reason I don't watch them is because sometimes they could just be idiotic. Um, I just think that they're unrealistic at times. Yeah, it's, I, it's, it's a clown show. They, they, yeah. they do it for the, you know what I mean, the likes and all, all that yeah. good stuff. So I kind of like, I just don't waste my time with that. Uh, well, what, what I can say is um, I get it. Everybody wants to put everything on a QB and, you know, I mean, because you know the QBs. That's that's the that's that's your your leader, of your team. And I get that. Um, and I know that team. I mean, people talk about that. You know, because they they preach that for the quarterbacks. You know, you look at. But it's not just your quarterback that has to be consistent, like you said, JB. I need the offensive line to block. I need the receivers to catch the football. Like, everybody has to be on the same consistency level because Lamar could come out there and be consistent just like Patrick Holmes could come out there and be consistent. And if everybody else around those guys don't perform, then Lamar, uh, Patrick Holmes, or, or you know, Kyler um, uh, Murray or uh, uh, Dak, they, they're going to look bad no matter how you look at it. Like, them guys could be throwing dimes all day long and and 
moving in the pocket and doing all that kind of stuff and your receivers dropping the ball, your offensive linemen are giving up sacks, it doesn't matter. Those guys are not going to look good. So it's it's not a one-man team. It's you got 11 guys on that field and 11 guys got to perform. They got to they got to play the game together. So I get it. The national media is always about the quarterback. I get it, but 11 guys got to show up and they got to play. And they got to play as one. Offensive line has to work as a unit. Tight end, receivers, backs. They got to catch footballs, run football, find the running lane. So all that stuff has to work together. So, I mean, but that's for the media to do. I really don't get into that because I know, we all know, if the whole team don't play well, it ain't going to work, period. So we already know that. So the first thing I think I want to dive into is on on the offensive side. Like you said, I need the same offensive line that played last week to play this week. And my biggest concern and issue with the offensive line is they they are very, very inconsistent. And partial some of it is some interchangeables in the offensive line. And that's kind of the reason, too, because offensive line has to – it's 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 a um, it's almost like it's a singing group and it's a harmony and if one of the singers are off it sounds bad so the same thing with the offensive line if one guy misses his block it looks bad you know what absolutely. i'm saying so absolutely. so so they Fine have to, harmony <laughs> it's, it's a harmony they got to work together you know what i mean everybody everybody on that line has an assignment and is if they complete their assignment, it looks like a well-oiled machine. But if one person in that line does not complete it, it's it's a bust. So I get it. We've we've had guys down. Morgan Moses is down for a while. You know what I mean? They had to stick for Lele in there, and they had to you know they had to move shift guys around. So and some of that harmony got broken up because it wasn't the same five guys that were playing together. You know, at a point, Ronnie Stanley wasn't out there, so they were working through the kinks. But they had to put the they had to put people out there because they had to win the games. It didn't matter, you know what I mean? You, you next man up, you got to win. So I believe they be that they finally have their start no line. So I'm hoping that what we seen last Sunday is is they're finally starting to gel together as one because they're finally all together. You know what I mean? I think I want to say last week might have been the first time the whole offensive line were together, like the whole starting five. So yeah, you're I, right. Yeah, so I'm hoping that this is a it's a it's like it's, it's, it propels them to continue to play well and get better every single week because the better the offensive line is, it's going to help the run game and it's going to definitely help Lamar in the pass game. So. I definitely want to see these guys continue to be a dominant O-line because, like, no matter how much we want to see Odell flash, no matter how much we want to see Zay Flowers and and Mark do all this flashing, if those five guys in front of Lamar ain't blocking, you ain't getting none of that. So let's just understand that that offensive line has to play well. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. that's that's one of my biggest things in that game, in this game, John. 
Absolutely. It, it, it starts with them. It starts with them up front. You, 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 you seen what Lamar Jackson can do when you just give him time in the pocket. Right. I mean, and even with the, um, you know, the, the, the rollout plays or some of the scrambles, like, you know, I, like the, the big talk this week was, Oh, he had almost 10 seconds in the, in, in the pocket. That's, like that's what Lamar has been doing. Um, I do like um, I forget who who it was, but somebody was saying that in the past when you know the the first couple reads wasn't there for Lamar, Lamar would just take off. Um, and what I appreciate now about Lamar, like he's 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 figuring out, like he's going through his progressions uh, pretty quickly, um, and he's and he's keeping his eyes downfield as opposed to just taking off. And then when it's um, when it when it's not there or the or the guy the the, the defense is closing in, um, then he tried to fig, figure out how to take off. Um, I do. Um, I mean, I was hearing a lot of talks um, throughout the first few weeks that oh, this this Todd Mockton, um offense is is it looks just like the same as Giro, um, and and we were all saying that when, when the Ravens was losing. But I, I think the the one key thing that we are missing, I, I don't think that <clears throat> Todd Mockton was in was brought in to completely change who Lamar Jackson is. I think I think them together are starting to understand um, each other's strength and strengths and how they can help each other. I think Todd Mockton is um, um, showing, is teaching rather, uh, Lamar Jackson, um, okay, you, you can stay in the, with your athletic ability, you can stay in the pocket um, for as long as you need to. You just don't have to tuck it and run if, if it's not there, Only if you're only going through your first couple um, checkdowns. Um, I, I do want to see him get a little better at um, – at watching the running backs out of the backfield and, and watching the tight end who is not Mark Andrews um, flare out. You know what I mean? I, I want to see him start looking at those checkdowns. Um, but, I mean, I, I'm, I'm still loving what Lamar Jackson is doing. But, like I said, um, he should he should have a field day against this Arizona defense. Um, but, it, it again, it starts up front with the offensive line. Yes, completely. Um, starts with the offensive line. Um, I, 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 I would love to see the run game get going this week. Um, I would like to see. I honestly would like to see, and I understand everybody like the, the glitz and the glam and the flash, but I would also like to see a dominant run game, a very dominant downhill, punch you in the mouth, run, run through you and tell you, listen, today going to be a long day. I would love to see that. I would love to see the offensive linemen just road grade these guys all day long. I mean, like popping 10 and 15, 20-yard runs right down there, just right down their throat all day long. Like I would And we can do it. We can do it. We can get it done. You know what I'm saying? I would love to see something like that on, on Sunday. I think that, like you said, I think we have the ability to do that. And I just think it's time to start to push down and and start our physicality like we're getting into the heart of the season with so we need to start to state our claim and put the nfl on notice that we're here we're here to stay and if you want a piece of us you better come ready i feel like we got to start doing that now and i think this is a perfect game to get right with the run game 
and and punishing teams, and then it spins off of your past game. I'm not saying go away from the past, but I just think we haven't been running the football so amazingly this year, and I think this is a perfect time to try to work some of those things out and and try to get it going. You know what I mean? Because all the talks about um, Derrick Henry, can we get him in? Or Saquon Barkley, can we get him mm-hmm. in? Because everybody is so mm-hmm. everybody is so worried about the run game, and they want to, and they feel like we got to change it with a different running back. You know, so I think this is the game that we show. Like, we don't necessarily need them guys; we just necessarily need to perform better. Say it again. Say you know what I'm saying? Like, let's just. Let's just do our jobs and see how things work out before we say, oh, we need another running back. How about you might just need to do – you play better. You know play what I'm saying? And, and, but, but not only that, um, and, and I didn't mean to cut you off, but not only that, we have to get some type of consistency – here's that word again at, – at the running back position. Like I, I, I know – like right now we have a shit ton of running backs on our roster. I think right now – the coaching staff, they need to cut it down to two backs, two main feature backs, whether that's um, Gus and uh, Justice or Gus and and um, um, Keaton Mitchell, um, although I think and we'll talk about this um, later during the injury report, but um, he, no, I think it's a game-time decision if he's playing or not. Um, but we'll see. I, I think the Ravens, as, as good as they are, at that running back position, um, we need to solidify two running backs and and run and run with those two guys so they can get um, stronger. Like the 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 thing about running backs are, um, the the more you feed them, the the better they continue to to get. So you you, you can have an unbelievable game from Gus, and then. Uh, Justice Hill fumbled the ball, right? You can't have an unbelievable game from um, from Justice Hill or, or Gus the first half and then go away from them the, the second half. There has to be some type of consistency there um, as as well. Um, and as far as um, bringing in Derrick Henry and Saquon um, Barkley, yeah, that sounds nice. Um, I'm not going to hold my breath um, on either of those um, transactions. Um but like you said, P, we don't need those guys. We we need more consistency at that running back position. Yeah, I um, I look at it as a. Uh, I mean, you know how I feel about running Lamar. I don't. I, I'm not saying I don't like it. I just, I don't feel like he has. He should have to do it as much. I feel like your running backs. That's what your running backs are for. I get it. At times, Lamar, yes. He go and make spectacular plays. He go and run the football, and, and, and that's fine. I just don't want it to be like like a like a G-Row style, like where you always, you're running QB powers. and all. I just, I hate that. I really do. That, that bothers me. So I don't want to see him having to be your focal runner. I, I hate that so much. Um, and, and, and I know fans, fans are clamoring for a different running back in there, but listen, I keep saying it. I just believe this is what the Ravens have, and I think this is what they're going to roll with. Now, now I'm not, and and I'm gonna be honest with you, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be mad if they brought a Derrick Henry in. I mean, he's a good running back. I would not be mad at it. It would be 
a nice move. I'm not saying it'd be a bad move. I just, when I look at stuff like that, he making a lot of money. So you got to make room to bring him in one. Two, how many more years do you think Derrick Henry really has? Okay. That's another thing. So you, so that means you're telling me is when you bring Derrick Henry in, are you expecting to keep him for another two years? Because the, your, your, your pay or what you have, you're going to bring in increasing money. So that means somebody has to probably go to at the same time if you're bringing in a Derrick Henry. Because like I said, the money has to fit. So that means to me also too, it's less carries for somebody else that you have here now, which is, I mean, which is to be expected because you're paying Derrick Henry such a large sum of money. He's supposed to be your star running back. So that's what you expect for him to be when you put him out there. So I'm not opposed to it. I'm just saying it has to work too. Like you have to make it work and understand that it has to work. And then what are you giving up to get him? Like, do you got to give up a second and a fifth or do you got to give up a, a third? Like what, what do we, what are you giving up? Cause if you're giving up a second and a fifth, I just think that's too much. I don't think you should be able to give up a second and a fifth. Like let's look at where Derek Henry is in his career. I think he's more so getting closer to the back nine than being in the middle of his career, if anything. So to give up a second and a fifth to me is a lot just because of where he is in his career right now. I'm not saying that he's not good, but I'm not, but you look, I'm looking future wise, giving up two picks. That's a lot because that's your future. So we got to look at those things too. Now, to me, if I was really one, a running back, I would have said more so, is it possible that we could have got our hands on Jonathan Taylor when he requested a trade? Now, to me, that's that would be more of a smarter way to go at it because, one, he's younger. Two, he was still on his rookie deal. Okay, I understand he wanted to be paid, but he don't have a lot of miles on him compared to what Derrick Henry had. So I could get a lot more years out of Jonathan Taylor than I probably would get out of Derrick Henry. So, I mean... When you wanted a trade, to me, that would have been ideal because the guy did want out of Indianapolis and you probably could have got a better a better bang for your buck. You know what I mean? But, I mean, that's how, kind of how I look at it. I know other you know fans look at it certain ways. I just I think you got to roll what you have right now. You just got to play better as an offense. That's what I think. Um, I think if you do make any moves on offense, to me, the only person that, you know, I definitely want gone is Rashad Bateman. So if we're going to do some movement, I would rather trade Rashad Bateman and get me somebody else that I know that wants to play football and not paint their nails. I, that's just how I feel about it. <clears throat> and I think that that would, cause, because to me, I don't know what Rashad Bateman brings to this team today. I don't see what he brings to this team today. I feel like I know everybody's upset with, you know, I ain't going to say upset. Everybody's talking about the situation of how much they pay in Odell, but I just think that Odell is, he has to get healthier to, and, and get more reps to get to up to speed to where he needs to Absolutely. be at. So I don't, Absolutely. I'm not looking at him as an uh, issue more so with, so I'm looking at Bateman like, I just get nothing out of this dude. Yeah. So and Odell I feel is like, proven. He's right, proven. And I feel like as the season go on, Odell's just going to get better, but I don't see how Bateman's going to get better. So I I think 
we got to get off the Odell situation. I think we got to lay off a little bit. I think Ravens fans are just a little bit too hard on. And I think we got to recognize that Odell Beckham is going to show up. I think he really is going to show up. And I, and the I way he played, the way he played the game, JB, he don't play like how yeah, Bateman plays. You know what I'm saying? He, he's he a dog. Action. He's a dog. He he's yeah. attack. He attacks the game. Yeah. And so you, you like, can see it when he's on the field. Yeah. So I I want us to stop attacking him and understand that we're not getting what we're supposed to get out of Bateman. Period. Like we're just not getting it. And I would rather move on, cut my losses while I got the chance. Maybe I can get a pick or two out of him and move on and just like, 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 cause I'm telling you, he's not bringing nothing to this offense right now. Nothing. So I, that's kind of how I feel about that situation, you know, but I, I think the biggest key to me on Sunday, like you, like we said, consistency in this offensive line, like that's, it has to, it has to be consistent. Cause when I watch the Cardinals, these guys play hard. Defensively, they definitely do. Defensively, they bring it. Yeah, they bring it. They bring it. You know what I'm saying? They got a lot of young guys. They got high motors. They got high energy. These young guys coming in. You know what I mean? They 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 in the NFL. They happy. I think one one of the guys they have on the, on their defensive line. His name is Darius Stills. He went to the University of West Virginia. The reason why I know about him so much is I got a buddy of mine that I used to work with. That's his nephew. You know, he was supposed to, because me and him was supposed to go to, uh, we were supposed to go watch his nephew play at West Virginia. He, you know, his nephew was going to get us some tickets, but, you know, it kind of didn't work out that way. But I was close with the guy, real good friends. And that's how I know of uh, Darius Stills, because that's his nephew. And um, Darius Stills plays hard. He he did it when he was at West Virginia. So, I mean, they got a lot of young guys that have high energy, high motor on that, on that defense. And they come to play. Uh, so, I think the Ravens have to – it's going to be hot. It's in Arizona. You know what I mean? And I just think they got you, – you, these games you don't overlook. You just you, – you come out you come out in your regular routine. This is a regular – this is a regular routine game. It's just like Detroit. When you come out here, you look at them just like they Detroit, and you just do what you do. You know what I mean? That's just how it is for me. Um, I want to get into – I guess before I get into the defense – Let's jump into the injury report because JB, the the big it was a big story all week because Roquan Smith did not practice on Wednesday and everybody was in uproar saying everybody was yeah yeah he was in uproar well why is Roquan not out there why are you not practicing so and then John Harbaugh wanted to be sneaky he didn't want to say nothing he was like ah well I don't want to talk about it you'll see when the injury report comes out. Okay, so then when the injury report comes out, it says he has a shoulder problem. So that's the reason why he didn't play. So I know Practice. everybody was in uproar and everybody got nervous. So let's dive into that, JB. How did you take that when you when you heard that information? Um, like like it, it kind of blindsided me, and I was like, "What? Like like where did that come from?" And you know, you know, your boy Harbaugh is always cryptic when when it comes to these reports. Um, so like I, I usually like, so after he makes his, his announcement, I usually go right to the net, you know what I mean? And, and check it out. I usually go right to the, uh, the Ravens website. Um, and, and of course, like it says his, his injury is a shoulder injury. Um, he was at limited practice Wednesday, I believe, which is 
which no, is, he didn't. Pra- he didn't practice Wednesday. He did. Yeah, he didn't practice. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, he didn't practice Wednesday, which got everybody into a frenzy. But he he was back at practice Thursday and Friday, um, both four practices um, that I'm looking here, and and right now his his um, his status is <clears throat> is is null. So it 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 does seem like that he. Um, expects to play. Um, I, I just, I just hate when Harbaugh plays this, this, this word game. Um, but I, I, I think he's, you know, he's come out and said that he's going to play. And, and a lot of, um, local sources, um, have also said, um, that he's going to play. Now, if, if we stick with the, um, the injury report, um, I got it pulled up. Looks like, um, Odell Beckham, who also was suffering from a, um, a shoulder injury, which is one of many injuries <laughs> that he has. Uh, uh, he was um, limited, wasn't in right? practice. Yeah, wasn't in practice Wednesday. Limited Thursday for practice today. So um, I'm I'm fully expecting him to practice. Um, the guy that I'm, I'm worried about and and not too sure um, is Keaton Mitchell. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna know. play. Yeah, so um, he he didn't practice Wednesday, and um, it says limited practice Thursday and full practice today. But um, I have a strong feeling that he's probably not gonna play. Um, I, I think it might be one of those things where he suits up um, as, as on the sideline, but he won't play. Um, we all know that um, Marcus Williams. Um, who I believe I don't have it in front of me, but, but I believe was placed on IR. Maybe like I'm, I, maybe it was somebody else that I was looking at. No, um, not, but he, no he's not. He's not IR. He just he okay. Just DMP, he just DMP. Yeah, DMP. Um, but he's he's definitely out. Um, Thursday's game. Uh, who else? Oh, the, the other question is um, Agafe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's the one because he he has an ankle sprain. Yeah, I don't um, think he's gonna play. He might not yeah. play either. Yeah, it says he was limited. I uh, didn't practice Wednesday, limited Thursday, and did not practice Friday. And right yeah. now, his his status is questionable. Yeah, um, looking at yeah. that, JB, I don't think he's gonna yeah. play. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna play, which is gonna um, suck um, a little bit. It's like, especially coming off the game that he had um, last week against Detroit. Um, so you know. It's always the next guy up, next Raven up, uh, and and which is which is see. Like I said, defensively, um, I would love to see them continue that. Um, before you know, we just getting after the quarterback, yeah, I know. Go ahead. Oh, before no, before you jump into the defense, right? So I, I just want to ask you a question because I because it's we gotta get Go the air, we gotta get the air out of the room on this situation because I think it's a beast, it's a beast right now, and it's between. Uh, Harbaugh and Ty's Bowser. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it. it sounds like it's becoming nasty, and I don't know mm-hmm. what's going on. You know what I mean? Because Harbaugh says one thing, and then and then Ty's Bowser don't want to speak to the media. So I'm trying to figure out what's going on here, JB, because I don't, it, it just seems like it's getting nasty. I don't know what's going yeah. on. Yeah. So, so in my spec, I mean, like, I was following it loosely. Like, like I don't have all the major details. Like, I just know at the presser, um, somebody asked Hallball, um, about, um, Titus Bowser's status. And, you know, he immediately, um, jumped on the defense and said, well, um, talk to, talk to Bowser about it. Um, the, 
the the sound bites that I had that well that not that I had but um that I was like checking out um Bowser you know he you know he was kind of like vague and, um with some things and you know he he, he kind of had things like lingering as if he he wasn't gonna play at all this year and um he and he kind of made it seem like that, like this was kind of like the the end of 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 his career here in in Baltimore. So I mm-hmm. I, I just don't, yeah, I, I I just don't know, man. And um, it seems like it's just, getting ugly. It's getting yeah, ugly. it's it's ugly. Yeah, and and like I, I I just don't know why. Like I <clears throat> like I've been you know in conversation talks. You know that 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 Monday water cool to talk about. Um, my my big thing was. Um, their strength and conditioning culture, um, which has been uh, <laughs> terrible these last uh, three seasons, man. Yes, and um, you know they they got the main culprit out, but you know his his protege, you He's know, still is, here. Has, yeah, still here and it's taking over. So I I I I I I don't like um, the fact that you know our injuries have been, have been as major as they have and as a result you know a lot of the national media have has caught wind of this as well as a lot of local guys um you know some something is not right there and 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 i don't know if that's the beef between um um titus bowser and the organization but i i just I don't know. Like I don't know. So, like I said, it, it it feels like to me his his playing days with the Ravens are over. I think I think some of the beef is JB. I think from what I guess little information that I do have is that I believe Tyus hurt himself outside of the org. Mm-hmm. He re-injured himself outside. It wasn't nothing inside that happened. I think he re-injured himself, you know, outside. And it pissed John and him off. And it all it, it delayed him more because they would – I mean, he ended the season. He was fine when he ended the season last year. He right, wasn't hurt. Right. You know what I mean? And then he goes into the off season, and then all of a sudden we see him coming back, and he's limping, and his knee is messed up again. So something happened on the outside with Tyus. I don't know what he was doing. I don't know if he was like, like you know how like uh, when we had Suggs here and he played like basketball or something and towards yeah. I don't I don't, yeah. I don't know I don't know what Tyus was doing you know what I'm saying but whatever he did it pissed the coach off and it pissed him off to a point where though he's like well how could you do this or whatever it may be and now it's to the point where like John don't even want to speak on the guy and then when the media try to talk to him. Tyus don't even want to talk to the media. So right, it's like, right. Like, neither one of them. They, they, they shut it down. Yeah, I kind of hate it right now for both sides because it's like, okay, well, as a fan, you, like, kind of want to know what's up with the player because you're expecting Tyus to come back to help the defensive line because, you know, if he could come back, it will help, you know, it will help because you give guys, other guys reps, and then they will be so tired and you'll have more guys that can get after the quarterback. But I mean, as an org, I guess they don't really care to give that information out because it's like they 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 want to keep it in house. But like we as fans still want to know too. So like I think at some point in time, they're gonna have to have a conversation and it's gonna have to come out. Hey, Tyus is done for the season or whatever it may be. But I mean, 
we've been sitting here in limbo. I mean, we're in week eight right now. Like, okay, come on. Like, we need some more information than what we're getting right now. And I think that it's unfair to the fan base to not know what's going on with the guy. Like, somebody has yeah. to say something. You know what I'm saying? See, yeah. See, I, I think for me, I, I could care less what happened, what transpired. Right. I want to know his availability for this season. Exactly. Is he, he going to be available now or later or if at all? That's, that's as a fan, that's what I want to know. Cause like yeah. you said, he, you know, if he's, you know, if whatever the timetable is, um, I like, I would rather, um, if, if he's able to play, um, at some point this season, I would rather, um, hold him out into the back end of the season. Um, that way he will come in with fresher legs and is able to give some of those guys, um, a rest. As far as, um, what you mentioned, like if he was playing down and coming in and, um, helping out those guys so, so they won't be so tired. You know, like this is why you do it. This is why you play the game. You don't play the game for September and October. You, you, you play the game for November, December into January and hopefully February. Um, so like I, I would, I, I would, if he has any, um, chance of playing this season, I would like to know that. And if, if so, I would hold him out to the back end of the season. Right. And then what's so hard for, even if like, okay, okay, Jimmy, like what's so hard for them to all sit at the table, right? It could be. Uh, like at the media situation, it could be uh, Tyus and John and whatever decision they come up with, you come to the media, you say, okay, listen, uh, Tyus wants, is going to explain to you guys what he wants to do this year. Or if John just says, hey, you know, we sat down and we talked to Tyus Bowles and he said that uh, he's going to go back and get surgery again because blah, blah, blah. Or uh, he just needs another couple weeks and he's going to be back running. Like, I mean, it's just simple information. I think, me personally, you got to take your feelings out of it and the anger situation and, and just get back to ball. Let's just get back to ball. Let's not be uh, so angry because of what happened. Like, at the end of the day, either he's going to play or he's not. And that's all we're trying to figure out. Like, all that attitude and you mad because of this. I Like you said, JB, I don't care about none of that stuff. I want to know if the guy's going to get on the field or if he's not going to get on the field. It's eight weeks now. I would like to know some type of update. Either Tyus Bowser is done for the year or Tyus Bowser will be back within uh, four to six weeks, whatever. But whatever the information is, let's just get it out there in the open. Let's, I'm tired of the hiding and the, and, the, and the bickering and the going back and forth. You know what I mean? Because this has right. been this has been a nasty situation for a long time now, and I think it's it's yeah, about it time. It seems like to, it's getting worse. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I think it's about time to like end it. Let's just let's just clear the air and just end this. I, I'm kind of tired of, of this situation here. And it's like every time that you know, and immediately they bring up his name. It's like John gets very upset with it or just like nasty with it. And I'm just like, right. dude. Right. And if it's right. And, and if it's that type of energy, then cut your losses right now and, 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 and go out and find somebody that can replace them. Like right now, like quick before the trade deadline or, you know, any of that, you know, but 
just, you know, just copping the two that at, at the presses and, you know, nobody really want to speak on what happened. Like that's not helping um, the, the, the team win games. That's not helping the defensive line at all. So, you know, we, we, we just, we just need to know, is he playing this season or not? Exactly. All right. So we can jump into the defense after all that. I just wanted to clear the air on that because I feel like, Bro, we've been waiting to hear answers about that situation for a while, and I just think that it's kind of been – it's just kind of been so nasty. Like, dog, I just – like, every time I read about it, I'm just like, bro, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? So I kind of just wanted to put that out there, you know, because I don't – like I said, I have little to information on it. I just – that's about all I really know. I didn't know how much you knew about it, but that's – I mean, I just wanted to put that out there because I don't – I really don't know what's going on with that situation. So, um, but as far as defensively, um, so Joshua Dobbs, right? He's a, he's a sneaky runner. Okay. So I think that on defensive side, I, I, listen, Mike McDonald been doing an excellent job and I'm not going to sit here and think that something like that would sneak past him. But at the same time, I just still want to put it out there. Listen, he's a sneaky runner. So I, the defense need to be on notice that he will run if he has right. to run. If he has to, right. Yeah, he really will. And he's done it this year. And, and that's he's quick. Pick. Yeah. He's, he's quick and very elusive. Yeah. So, like, I just want the defense to know, like, this guy will take off if you leave him a running lane. He will run. So he's sneaky good at it. Uh so I don't want teams to overlook the situation. Like you said, I like to see the Hollywood matchup because, you know, this is Hollywood. This could be a Hollywood get-back game. You know what I mean? This could be Hollywood saying, yeah, I'm about to show you all the reason why you all traded me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, players like to do that when they play against the whole team. Right, right. They want to get back. So I'm pretty sure in the back of Hollywood mind, he like, listen, Josh, we play against my old team. I want the ball. Get me the ball. You know what I mean? So I, I'm, my eyes are going to be glued on that because I know he wants to show out and he wants to show off. So that's going to be a great matchup, JB. Like you said, that's going to be great to see. Um, I believe the Ravens, I don't overlook teams, but I look at what I see on tape. I believe the Ravens' defensive line could dog their, their run game. Mm-hmm. I don't have no faith in what the Cardinals try to run the football. That's why I said Joshua Dobbs is a sneaky runner. But when it comes to them running the football, I think the Ravens should be able to dog that that run mm-hmm. game. I think yep. they should be able to shut their entire run game down and make them one dimensional. I'm be honest with you. They just do not fear I just do not fear <clears> that <throat> running game at all. Um and I don't want to talk like I you know, I'm overlooking them. I'm just being honest of what I see. I believe that that D line and them linebackers should they should just dominate on the run tip. Now, if the Cardinals run on the Ravens on Sunday, then the Ravens got problems because they, they should be able to dominate these guys when it comes to the run game. So uh, that's what I see as far as that part. Uh, JB, what do you think you see on the defensive side? Um, like I mentioned at the um, the top of the part, um, I'm, I'm interested in seeing uh, – Hollywood versus Marlon Humphrey. Um, I, I, I think that is going to be like, like I don't want to say like a heavyweight fight, but I, I, I think if Marlon Humphrey come in this 
coming coming into this week a little bit more healthy than he was a couple of weeks ago. And I, I think you're going to see him matched up um, a lot one on one with uh, with Hollywood. And really, this defense has the ability to kind of take Hollywood out of the game. Like this, like this, this defense is a power punching defense. They, they, they will come out and, and they will um, make you bleed, make you suffer. And I think that's what's going to happen to, um, to, to Hollywood. Like I haven't seen um, much of the um, Cardinals players like talking or a lot of the, a lot of their interviews. Um, they, um, they respect what the Ravens are doing, both offensively and defensively. Um, of course, they um, they they talk about uh, limiting Lamar's running, but if if you're really paying attention, Lamar not killing you with his running. He really he's really killing you with his arm. Like his his running really has come within um, you know in in the red zone <clears throat> or on a, a third and short or um, fourth and short place. So. Uh, that's the matchup I would like to see. I also would like to see um, um, Pat Queen um, get up in there and 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 wreck uh, wreck this game a little bit, especially if um, if if Roquan Agent Smith is um, um, plagued with the injury. I would like to see um, Roquan. I mean, Pat Queen go off a little bit more. Um, this is uh, the time for our defensive line, like you said, to pin their ears back and go after whoever has the ball, whether it's the running back, whether it's um, Joshua Dobbs um, being sneaky and um, taking off. I would like to see those guys pin their ears back and go after whoever has the ball. Yeah, I think um, – so, I like, like I said, um, last week my mindset was – uh, well, we we broke down our keys at the end, which we'll get into in a few minutes here. But uh, last week, my mindset was I felt like the Ravens wanted to jump on the team early and, and get it going because because of who the Detroit Lions were. They came in five and one. They were a hot team. And they were looking good, and and you know what I mean. The Ravens wanted to jump on them early. I think I hate to say this. I think they're going to be a little bit more relaxed when they go into this game, which is sadly the same. Mm, mm, it's going to bother man. me. It's going to bother me if they start out too relaxed. I, 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 I hope they don't, JB. I really, I really want them to come out the same way, guns are blazing. But I think, I think the offensive philosophy is going to be a little bit different this game. I think Todd is going to call this game a little bit different than how he called the Detroit game. I don't know if he's going to be too pass happy in this game, which I would want to be 50 50 this game. You know what I mean? Like last week, I, I, I could take the 60 40. You know what I mean? 60% passing, 40% running. I was cool with that. This game, I think I want to be a little bit more balanced. I want to be a little bit more 50 50 because I believe that they could run the football this week. That's why I want to be a little bit more balanced. I think they have the ability to get the run game really going. And I think this would be a chance to get it going. So I think I want I want to preach more balance this week. So if they come out trying to run the football early, that's going to give me an idea of what they're thinking too. Because, I mean, last week, JB, we were spot on. Like we we tore Todd a, a new ass last week. And Todd, I'm telling I think Todd heard us last week. I really believe <laughs> because 
Todd just came out different last week. He 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 kind of shut me up. I couldn't say nothing about Todd last week. So, hey man, maybe every week when we out here, they be, we need to talk about certain things, and maybe they might listen. You know what I'm saying? Because I he All had right. to hear he had to hear us last week, man. I'm, I'm, <laughs> Right. They were different. They came out different. So I just think this week, this is a perfect get the running game going type of week. I just think that they have to take this time and opportunity to do that. You know what I mean? Because we've been struggling to run the football a little bit. Right. Here. And right. I think that we finally got an offensive line back. So let's try to tune them up a little bit more and run the football. Let's get downhill. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so absolutely. I think. We'll know first series if that's the way they want to go. Right. You know what I mean? Because we'll be able to tell. Because we was able to yeah. tell last week when they, the way they jumped on the lines, it was like, oh shit. Like right. it's different. Right. You know what I mean? So now we'll, we'll have an idea. Right. Now I want to, I want to, um, I, I see your, um, your hand as, you know, you're talking about the, the running backs. I, I want to, like, I, I see that, but I want to raise you. This right, um, yeah, we got to get the running game going, but it's it's so much that can come from starting the game off running the ball well. I I think if they do that, I think um, Odell Beckham is gonna have a huge game. Like I I think he had um, <clears throat> a decent game last season, and I think he's looking to. I mean, not last season, last week. Um, and I think, and I think that he's uh, looking to build on that momentum. Um, same thing for for Zay. I, I I think the Cardinals are gonna probably try to come in and 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 um and and try to put a clamp on Zay because he he's the smaller of the two. He's the younger um, one. Um, but I, so I, I think that is gonna um, free up Odell um, for some more um, for some more uh, across the you know across the middle of the field passing. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, it's, it starts with that with that running game, like you said. Like I, I want to see them open it up. Like I, I go back to what I said earlier: John Harbaugh pick two running backs and go with it. Go with it. You know what I mean? Like if if you see if you start to see a decline out of either two, then you know then of course it's plug and play. But go with two, go in the game uh, with the mindset of of two running back committee and and just go from there. I, I, I think Lamar Jackson is going to have another decent game. I I need for him to come out firing on all cylinders, whether that's um, throwing the ball, whether that's um, uh, using his legs to create something, like you said, you don't want to see him do that the entire game. Um, I want to see him do it um, intermittently um, here and there. Um, <clears throat> and I just want to see him coming out playing with the confidence level that he played with last week. It was, for me, it was refreshing to see um, how they bounced back after that. I, I believe it was Justice Hill fumble. Mm -hmm. uh, because um, you know, usually after a fumble interception, they they kind of tuck tail and 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 run away. So it was exactly. good to, to see them. Exactly. Yeah, it was good to see them. You know, keep that um, going, and it, they they gotta they gotta all of that gotta translate to this week. Like this is not 
um, one of those games where you come out and be lax, like run first and second down and throw on third down. Like you, you have to be creative. I, I, I like what they was doing last week, putting, um, Zay in motion, um, so it could make it easier for Lamar to, um, to go through his pre-reads. Um, I, I, I love what they was doing with Ronnie Stanley, um, pulling him at times, um, and letting him get comfortable and, and allowing the game to come to him. Yeah, um, you look healthy I, I, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Like he, 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 he looked healthy. He looked like he actually, um, was having fun out there. So I, I would like to, to, to see more of that. And, mm-hmm. and hopefully that would translate to a win. So real quick, JB, um, I want, I want, I want Odell to score this week. I, I think he needs it. Um, I would love to see him get in the end zone. Absolutely, absolutely. I think, I think that's the thing that has to happen this week. I think we got to try to find a way to get him in the end zone. And then I want to key off. I want to just piggy a little back off of how you were saying you'd rather see Lamar run intermittently instead of running so much. So I think when I talk about Lamar running, because I don't want people to get. I don't want people to look at it as I'm like, like I hate it. It's not that I, I hate it. My my thing is this. I, I want people to understand that L- Lamar is a, is a cheat code. And the reason why I say that is because Absolutely. he could be so undefensible if you, if you get, if you use him the right way. And, and, and what I mean by that is the reason why I don't want him to run as much is because I want his passing game to get potent because when his passing mm-hmm. games become potent, defense, when you look at the tape, it's like, okay, well, shit, this kid throwing the ball so crazy. He's so accurate right now. He's throwing the ball over the field. Okay, mm-hmm. so now we got to defend that. But not only do we got to defend that, he can take off whenever he wants to, so I got to exactly. defend his, leg, his legs too. So you want to give the defense more than one thing to think about because exactly. if the defense just say, Oh, all I gotta do is stop Lamar from running. Then they just made him one dimensional. So like, I need Lamar to be, I need Lamar to be just as good with his legs, the same way with his arm. I need him yeah. to be, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I yeah. need him to be indefensible because when he becomes indefensible, it makes it so hard on the defense to, yeah, to play. Yeah, it makes a difference. It yeah. makes a difference. And 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 here's the thing, like like not not only that, not not only week to week. Game to game, but it will save his body come the end of the season. Like I, I, be, I believe that's that's what happened the last couple of seasons when Lamar was out there balling out, and it was talks of um, a possible another MVP. And then we got to the back end of the um, of the season, and he just got hurt. Now both of those injuries were um, pocket injuries; like he got hurt in the pocket. Um, so it wasn't like he was scrambling, but what I'm saying is like that, that whole workload on his legs, like it, it, it deteriorates the lower body and it, and it makes a player become more susceptible to injuries, you know, at the back end of the season. And, and that's what happened. So I, I, I would like for him, you know, keep doing what they're doing, con- conserving his legs and he's running with he, um, when he has to, which is typically, which is typically on those, uh, series where we would shoot ourselves in the foot and we wind up in a, in a, um, second along and we get the halfway to, um, 
have have those yards back and um the defense will clap down on our receivers come third and intermediate and he has to take off or it's um it was usually in the red zone <clears throat> where you know like the 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 defense has to figure it out um so I would like for them to continue to use him that way but primarily um, he needs to throw the ball. Not yeah. saying that he has to stay stagnant in the pocket. Like keep doing what you're doing. Like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that 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 play last week where he scrambled and you know he he was in like you know he was um, scrambling for what uh, they said almost ten seconds to hit Nelly in the, in the back of the end zone. Like yeah, I want to see him do that with his legs and not necessarily um, take off uh, with the quickness. I want to run. I want Lamar's running to be more of a surprise. Yep. In the obvious situation, yep. because yep. when it's a, when it's a surprise, that's where you get your huge runs, your you know your big carries. So I wanted to yep. be more of a surprise than uh oh we know it's coming. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah absolutely. So that's and why I say I need him to be a very efficient, potent passer more than I need him to be a runner. I know what he is as a runner. I know yeah. absolutely what he is as a runner. I don't care to know any more about what he is around because I know already what I want is for him to be the passer that he is as a runner because once all once those two things come together as one how do you defend Lamar is the question when I'm a defensive coordinator and I start to look at the tape I'm gonna be sitting there like well how do I defend this this cat can run this cat is accurate he's throwing the football well his receivers are catching the ball if I blitz him he gets out of that. You know what I mean? His decision-making as well. He can read coverages. Like, all of those things, I need Lamar to be with at that level. And he's getting there because every week he's getting better and better. So when he gets to that point of undefensible, how do you beat him? That's that's what And that's what I look at when I see Lamar. You know what I mean? And I, and I get it. Fans love to see the, the runs, the flashy plays, and all of that. I'm more concerned about the growth of the player to be undefensible. Because when you get him to that point, man, I'm telling you, the sky's the limit at that point. You're looking yeah. at you're looking at, well, how do I beat because teams right now, like, how do I beat Patrick Mahomes? The stuff that he do is crazy. Like, you you you're you're scratching your head trying to figure out how to defend this cat. And that's how I feel you that it needs to be when you play against Lamar. I want the Absolutely. same I want the same situation when they when you come and play Baltimore, you're like, dang. Like how are we supposed to beat Lamar, man? This cat is—he's doing everything. So yeah, that's kind of how I look at. You know, what I mean, I don't want fans to think like, "Oh, well, he just hates him running." It's not that. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, I need him to be undefensible, so I don't right. need his legs to be all what you think about. Because because right. the media—that's all they talk about. Oh well, we know he's a great runner, but can he throw the football? Like that's all they talk about. Yeah, he's like he's a great runner. Yeah, yeah, you know like that. The national media don't know what they want from um, Lamar. Like it was, you know, if if he if he ran too much, then oh, we needed him to throw the ball. Now now he's he's throwing the ball. Well, he he needed to run. Well, okay. Well, he he he's kind of giving you a mixture of both. But um, <clears throat> well, we we need him to run some more. And remember, the the thing was a few years back, he 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 couldn't throw outside of the numbers. Like now he's doing that. Well, yep. he, he couldn't. He couldn't. He can't. He can't throw the ball accurate down the field, and now yep. he's doing that. So, so he 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 continues to improve each season. And um, what 
um, P is saying is like you want to conserve his legs for the back end. So like when, when you go in, um, for a playoff push and, and all of that, the other teams would be confused. Like we, are we going to defend Lamar Jackson as a running back or are we going to defend him as a passer? Because I guarantee you, you're not going to be able to do both. Exactly. Like that. Yeah. Exactly. So that would be an advantage for us, you know, come playoff time. All right. So I guess we're getting towards the end of the show. I just want to hear some keys uh, to the game on Sunday. So my first key is, is don't sleep on the Cardinals. That's my first key. Uh, I don't want these guys to come into this week and sleepwalk on the Cardinals. I want them, matter of fact, I want them guys to look. If I was a coach right now, I would put up in the, in the locker room, the Cardinals record is six and one. They're one of the best football teams in the NFL and they don't believe that you can beat them. That's how I would, I would, I would reverse yeah. psychology, reverse psychology, these guys, because sometimes, and, and it happens because I, I'm, I'm a, uh, I've been in those situations. I was in, when I played football, we played against a team that ain't won a game. They ain't won a game. And I'm, and we all week, we talking about, we going to smash these guys. You know what I'm saying? And we go out there and we, and we, and we play like dog crap. It took us to halftime. To get ourselves together to win the game, but the first half these guys were in it. They actually were beating us because we played like crap because we overlooked them because we were saying, "Oh, they did. They they ain't won a game all year. They suck." Well, well, and and we overlooked them. And it's na- it's a natural habit of players to do that because you just look at the record and be like, "Man, they're ass." I mean, I'm just being honest. That's just it's a natural habit of doing that. So I feel like. Coaching needs to reverse psychology, guys. I would literally put up that they're six and one instead of one and six. I literally would. I would try to just change the mindset because I know how how that gets in your head. So one, do not overlook the Cardinals. Two, be dominant. Be dominant on offense and defensive side. Come out early, offense, run the ball, defense, get after the quarterback, play smart. Um, don't let Hollywood beat you over top. Those those particular things. My third thing is 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 coaching. To me, this game mm. is a is a huge coaching game, and the reason why I say mm. it is because when you play against teams that are not good, this shows how good you are as a coach. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say it is because, again, it goes back to can you get your guys to not overlook and play up to their potential and not play down to the other team's potential. Because a lot of times, even in the NBA, all of that, you look at teams like, man, they should smoke them tonight. And they play down to their competition. Mm-hmm. And when you play down to your competition, you'll be looking at why the game's so close when it should have never been close. So coaching is very important because this is how you get your guys going. Can you get your guys up? The same way you got them up to play Detroit. Can you get them mm-hmm. up to that point? You know what I'm saying? So that's huge for me. Um, I really don't have any other points. I think those are my three major keys that I would like to see out of this team this week. I think that's my biggest concern because we can't look at this as a sleeper type of week. I just, I don't want, 
it happens too much in the NFL when teams overlook teams just because of their record, because of the injuries, because of certain players not playing, because of guys on the other side. You don't even know who their name is, and they ain't they're no name guys over there. No, we're not going to do that this week. We need to go into Arizona. We need to take care of business. So, mm-hmm. and not only that, uh, it's a homecoming for Mark Andrews too. I forgot to absolutely mention yeah. homecoming for him. So let's get this done. But go ahead, JB. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like he's he's a hometown guy. He, he played us, but his high school years there, <clears throat> if I'm not mistaken. But um, the the number one key I want to see is consistency. Consistency mm-hmm. from Lamar, consistency yes. from the offensive line. Keep doing what you're doing, um, um, and and that's it. Like uh, as far as coaching, consistency again. Like like this is this is a game right now where, um, like I hear what you're saying, like reverse psychology, but also you know what I mean. Go into your bag a little bit, like pull out some of those um plays or you know um that you um that that have you licking your chops like oh like yeah we, we definitely gonna score on this one like yeah like we, we hit them with this like like we, we definitely gonna um destroy them with this one like I, I wanna see you go out there and and have fun but also um understanding the mission the, the mission is to win this game um and we we have to play well on um all three facets of the um I mean all three sides of the ball um which leads me into my second key of the game, which is my defense. My, my defense, I need y'all to go out there and continue to play like dogs. Um, the last two, three weeks, um, our defense have been getting just as much media attention as our offense. <clears throat> so like, I, I want to keep, I want to see those guys continue to, um, to play well. Um, I, I think I, I'm not sure if we have like I don't think we have the number one defense in the league right now. But if you look at the numbers um, comparative to a lot of the other teams, it's not too many teams that um, are, are beating us um, defensively as, as far as the numbers are concerned. You know, I, if if y'all guys get a chance, go out there and look at out at the plus minus game. The you know the points for versus the points against. Like like we we our defense is killing the game right now. Um, so like that's that's what I want to see, and I just I just I want to see. Um, our secondary. I, I want to see Geno Stone continue to play well. Um, he mentioned earlier in the week that he already filled his quota as far as his expectations um, when it comes to interceptions because he has four, um, which either is tied or leading the NFL um, right now. I, I want to see him um, continue to play lights out, and and that's that's about it for me. Okay, well, I like all those keys, and um, sounds like a good. I'm hoping that the Ravens come out with a good victory on Sunday. Uh, they go down to Arizona, uh, a Hollywood reunion. Uh, maybe Lamar can hang out with his buddy, you know what I mean, have a good time, but also beat the crap out of him at the same time too. So uh, hopefully we'll uh, come out with a W this week uh, because if this game would happen to be a loss, this would be a, a terrible loss for them. So let's just hope that they can get out here in Arizona and uh, take care of business. Um, so, you guys are with the Only Ravens, Only One Ravens podcast. This is me and my co-host JB. You know, you can catch us on Spotify and Apple. Um, I appreciate you guys for listening tonight. Uh, 
I hope we gave you the information that you need to know about Arizona Cardinals and the news and the updates about the Ravens and the concerns about what everybody has or what everybody was talking about between Roquan and Taz Bowser. Uh, so <clears throat> let's pump out brakes on the Roquan situation. I think he'll be fine. Uh, he said he's going to play. I know he was a little nervous when we first heard about it, but I think we, I think he'll be okay. And I honestly believe that he probably could have sat this week if he had to. Not to say nothing bad about the Cardinals. I just think that this is a game that we probably could have gave him a little rest if he needed it. But it sounds like he's going to go. So that sounds all good to me. So any last things you got to say before we close out, JB? Man, go Ravens. You know what it is. Hey, go Ravens, man. Y'all guys have a good night. Peace out. Holla.